Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, while supplies last. Offer ends eight thirty one twenty. Coming and hot on a rule of two, and it's episode fifty three. It's a rule of two Monday. It's a rule of two Monday, yeah. episode fifty three. I'm your host, Mark Riley, joined as always by Mark Fernandez. Fifty three, which is the hold on, we looked this up because we we, we had trouble finding fifty three. I got it. Linebacker from the New York Giants, Hall of Famer. It was rhymes with. He had a late night show, Johnny Carson. Harry Carson. Harry Carson. Harry Carson, number 53, linebacker, New York Giants. That's it's the right. Harry Carson it's episode. It's the Harry Carson episode. And what better way to celebrate than inviting in our own Haley Fouch. Hello. To join us. Yeah, Harry Carson fan? Probably not. I yeah. don't know who that is, but <laughs> Neither my name do I. He, also starts with H. It's very true. So this is go. why we have Haley Fouch on. The reason we're bringing in Haley is because uh, there's some news that we want to get to. There are two big news stories that happened uh Pretty much today, one of them being uh, Don Williams, John Williams' uh, brother, who actually also is in percussions for all of John Williams' score. He just revealed some information about the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker soundtrack, the score. But there's also a report uh, out of Fox Business about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that Yeah, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. And uh, uh, first of all, I'm very um, – it's no secret – you know that a lot of folks here haven't been to Galaxy's Edge, but no, Haley, but has Haley been. has Haley has been. Um, Haley has been. Not Haley is a has. You know, no, no, no. Well, Haley. tone it down, guys. <laughs> Easy now. We're all Haley friends here on Rule of Two. But uh, look, I'm very glad that uh, Haley's here to chat with us a little bit about it. Me too. You know she's um, you know she's uh, a huge contributor. To Collider.com, yep. if you've checked her out there. My fellow horror nerd as well. Also, um, you know, one one of the uh, two hosts of The Witching Hour. That's right. Which are doing some great stuff. Absolutely. You guys have a 
live show that you're doing this weekend, right? Yeah, we do. We're uh, going up to the North Bend Film Festival, That's and right. we're going to do a live show with director Jennifer Reeder, who has this great new indie film coming out, Knives and Skin. Oh, wow. I'm super excited. Road I trip? hope some people make it out for a trip. Is it, is it like you said, going up? Is it far? Oh, oh, it's up in Washington, North Bend, Washington, where they filmed Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. Oh, there it so, is. So it is a road trip. Oh, oh, you're flying there. We'll fly. We're yeah, flying. Yeah, yeah. It's not a road trip. We got it's jobs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. How it is. Fair enough. Good, <laughs> yeah. good. Good. Come, yeah, come back and work. That'll be nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, how was your weekend? My weekend was great. It was relaxing. Uh, took care of some wedding stuff. It's all out of the way. It's happening. So everybody out there, thank you very much for the support. Yep. Uh, wedding stuff. Relaxing. Uh, caught up on some movies. So uh, not bad. How about you? Um, I had getting a t- sweaty. I had a I typical saw. again. Again, I went down the rabbit hole of Star Wars nerddom. I, it's just like you know, somebody's really got to pull me out. You know, somebody's got to pull me out of it. Nah, I, I like it. I, I, I like it when you're like, you know, I don't even, I didn't even understand the tweet. I just saw a picture, yeah, and it was a guy holding a lightsaber, getting ready to face a, somebody with a lightsaber. That's my apprentice. There, d- d- That's see? my apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> so I can talk about it on a rule of two, where I go, dude. He's been nerding out, and I like yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's my apprentice. Skyrim VR, complete and total Star Wars conversion mod, inside Oculus Rift. It was uh, it was a blast. It was a blast. I must have spent like four hours in there. You, well, he finally showed me <laughs> this. Haley, Haley looks shocked. It's just Ready Player One, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we're yeah, getting yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. I mean, we're already there. We're, we're there. This Every is not Saturday even Fernandez. Second. This is a digital recreation that is just a Beamed through the cameras here, yeah. right? You're at yeah. home right now doing <laughs> VR. But look, um, I need to celebrate Star Wars at least once a week in yeah. some special, you know, uh, intimate way where I where I get that suspension of disbelief, where that sort of brand and that universe affects me like at a visceral state, you know. Yeah. And it's look, it's not healthy. <laughs> it's not healthy. Being a Star I'm Wars a fan? I'm a 43-year-old dude spending five <laughs> hours inside Skyrim pretending to be in a, a Star Wars game. I mean, you know, I, anyway. Uh, anyway, let's not get... It's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. are worse things. Yeah, exactly. There are, there are much worse things. There, there are, are worse, worse things. things. Yeah. So with that being said, we have a lot to get to. It's episode 53 of Rule of Two. Rise. That's right. Welcome, everybody. Rule of Two, episode 53. It's a celebration of the Star Wars saga, the films, the the comics, the books, the TV show, everything. And we have our special guest, Haley Fouch, that you heard up top. Joining me, as always, Mark Fernandez. Welcome, everyone, to Rule yeah. of Two. We are live right now. We're thank live. you. And if you are listening on your Jedi Council Podcast One feed, thank you for tuning in. But let's get right to it. I want to start. We're taking calls. We're going to take calls at the end of the show. Yeah, no, we no, will. no. We're taking calls throughout the entire show. You want to do it? Through yeah, the, yeah. Look, it's I'm calling fine now. With that. I'm three two three five two two five five one five. It doesn't make any cool little word thing. But no, no. But uh, it's the hardest number to remember. Uh, that uh, number works, and we get some lightsaber sounds, and we get you live on the air. Yeah. So thank you for tuning in here on the live chat. I see it going. The rule of two oh, army is we here. We already got. We already, and got we already have. So we don't even have a topic, but we have a caller. So just bear with us. Right. Why not? Okay. Why not? <laughs> okay, caller. Hey, caller, you're on rule of two. What do you got? Hi. Um, I have a couple questions. All right. Um, my first question is um, one of my favorite things from The Last Jedi was the one scene where you see Kylo Ren and Leia connect in the Force. Yeah. Um, it's one of my uh, favorites, too. That was my too. favorite thing. I, I really am a huge fan of that because I thought that relationship is more important to me than um, Ray's and 
kilos. So what do you think, um, how do you think they're going to resolve Kylo and Leia's relationship you know um, in this movie? Because they haven't really talked about it yeah, at it, all. It, it's a, it's a great question. We'll let, we'll let Haley take it first since she's our guest. Yeah, Haley, Ooh. I'd like your thoughts on this. Um, I love that scene as well in The Last Jedi. Uh, I have my thoughts, but what do you think so far? I am a big fan of The Last Jedi. Yes. I, I do love that Welcome film. to the show. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm as as, as I warned, like... Mark, you may not love my opinions. No, it's all good. I, uh, first of all, I love your opinions. I might not agree with your opinions, but I do love the fact that you have opinions is what this show is all about. So I'm sorry. Continue. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, I feel like everything involving Leia is the biggest question mark right yeah. now, right? Like how do they – that's the the elephant in the room, so to speak, is how do you cross that bridge? Right. And my hope is that in some way they fulfill it. I I also love that scene, and I, I think there should be some strong resolution between her and her son. Yeah. I I am invested in the Kylo Ray relationship, and I'm sure that will probably be the primary focus, being that you know the younger generation are the the leading characters of these new films. Right. But I would love. I don't know. I guess it depends on what they have coming for Kylo, right? Yeah. I, I'd love to see something tender, but maybe that's not the way the character is going to break. It, it's interesting. I mean, that is the real question. It is – the reality of the situation is Carrie Fisher is no longer with us. Um, I can see them doing something similar that they did in The Last Jedi where if they have footage of Carrie Fisher a la General Leia – and they can do something where maybe there is a connection with the Force yeah. and that we're able to see. And Adam Driver films some scenes as Kylo Ren communicating with Leia through the Force and cutting to whatever that footage is, make it work in the story. I think that could work. And that, that's me knowing nothing of well, what footage they do have. Yeah. And, and for like, that, you just need reaction shots, reaction, which you exactly. can do pretty easily. Yeah. And like, look, for me, the reason I, I also love that scene, I think that that's actually one of the few highlights that the movie has to offer. And the reason why I think that is mainly because that is, you know, where you're having some fun with the brand pillars of Star Wars, right? Yeah. You have the family saga. This has always been the Skywalker saga, right? So you have a scene that's focused on mother and son, yeah. both Skywalkers, right? You have them communicating over a distance, over space through the force, right? So that you have another huge Star Wars pillar. Right. You have the force. You have the Skywalker saga connection. The biggest problem with that scene is that it's over much too quickly and it doesn't, you know, to the caller's point, it never really has that resolve or it doesn't even have that much exploration right. in the film. And that's always, to me, been one of the issues inside of the sequels is that you're told certain things and you assume them and you can kind of see them on screen, but you never really explore them, right? Yeah. You never really explore Kylo being lost to Snoke, which we've talked about the, on this show a hundred times. You never really explore uh, Han's relationship with Kylo. You just know that it went bad at some point and it right. went so bad that he killed him. Right. But you never really explore their relationship. They never really have a moment with each other, you know, or a series of moments to make that final moment that much punchier. You know, that's always been kind of my issues with these new films is that they're all pretty superficial. Yeah, I mean... I, I agree. Yeah, please, go. I, I agree with you 100%, um, Mark Fernandez, because um, I love The Force Awakens like, a lot. Uh, I, I like the mystery box aspect of it in that we had so many questions going out of that movie, but I feel like Ryan Johnson took that those ideas and then made them exactly the same in the next movie, just with a 
slightly different plot mm. and where he could have expanded and made it less superficial, like Mark said. Um, but I, everyone went through the same arc. Every everyone went through the exact same part in that movie. So I, I, every time I watch that movie, like I, I like it less because of that reason. But the thing I don't agree with with Mark is I, and I'm trying to, um, like Revenge of the Sith, um, more than I do. And my biggest thing with it is Anakin's turn to the dark side in general is a little muddy to me because you see, um, it's a little what to you? I'm sorry? Muddy. Say it again? Muddy? It's muddy. It's muddy, muddy. muddy. Okay. Uh, it's not clear. Um, and maybe that's the point, but with, I think it's the whole trilogy in general, but if you start with Anakin as a child being so humble, so generous, and then all of a sudden you get Anakin in Attack of the Clones, and he is uh, arrogant and selfish in a lot of ways. And then, there's, then in Revenge of the Sith, it's just we don't know... Like for me, it was hard time. I had a hard time um, with why he was killing all the young ones. Like again, yeah, he's trying to save his wife. And is there, are there just for me, was not a progression to how he was evil in any way. And I like, I love to get your insight of why you think that movie is so great when it yeah, comes yeah. to the turn of Darth Vader. <laughs> Look, who was this? The, what is this? That's a series. Uh, so first of all, thank you very much for your call. Please call again. We 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 love hearing these kind of questions. So yeah. thank you for your call. Um, look, first of all, my reasons for why I love the Revenge of the Sith so much is a series of podcasts, which will I will do. It's probably going to be like a. It, it, it's like the Burr. What's that guy's name? The documentarian for PBS. Uh, oh, James uh, yeah. Burr. God, the guy who does the Civil War and like all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I, I know who you're know talking who about. Cody, the Vietnam guy. Anyway, <laughs> Cody's always on that. Cody's like back there. Bill Burns. Ken Burns. Ken Burns. Ken Burns. Yeah, so I'm going to do my own Ken Burns leveled epic thing about, you know, Revenge of the Sith. But look, it, it's it's a good point, right? It's all it's all point of view, right? It's yeah. like, you know, to me, uh, Anakin's turn is is a glorious one because he turns to the dark side based on what I feel is humanity's biggest vulnerability mm-hmm. which is jealousy jealousy and you know, and, you know it, and that can is, be construed as love and separation right. and attachment which is the jedi he doesn't want to lose padme and what is jealousy jealousy is the fear of losing yes, something yes exactly you know so yeah. that's what the emperor that's what that's what sidious was able to poke at his jealousy and like look i'm susceptible to jealousy right it's destroyed relationships in my life mm-hmm. you know so i know how dark that can get and, and that to me i thought was a really really interesting play especially at the end when you get anakin and obi-wan and it's like you brought him here to kill me yeah you know it's like he's basically jealous of obi-wan you know what i mean you know what's interesting i completely agree with that with that i i felt when i first saw revenge of the Sith that it was very muddy to use her word, I did not really understand. Is that, that is why you failed? Is that why I failed? <laughs> and it, but it was years later. It's true. It's Sorry, true. Welcome, I failed the prequels. I failed Thank the prequel test. Uh, but it was years later that I start with. You know, I'm rewatching these movies, and I'm like, okay, that is the reason. That is, I see that. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I will always say some of the execution in the prequels. 
left something to be desired for me. Yeah. And it worked for you. Years later, I was able to go, I see exactly what he was doing. The intention is there. I, the intention yeah. is there. For you, the execution is, isn't great. For me, right. I can see past the execution at times. Sure. Because uh, the story that I'm getting is so powerful. Right. And I think it's the same with the sequel trilogy. I think yeah. there, it, people could go back. There, there was no internet back then. But if the original trilogy came out today with today's internet culture, I think there would be a lot of things that would, oh, that didn't land with me. I, I don't know. It's yeah. really hard to put your head you wrap your head around that yeah. idea. So look, let, let's get to our top story because I do want to chat with Haley about this. This is why we brought her into the fold <laughs> right. as a Sith apprentice uh, today. Right, yeah, you, you okay? You okay going dark side? Yeah. I'm, for this podcast, just yes. for this podcast. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm pretty dedicated to the light in general. <laughs> right. For you, we guys, got her to the dark side pretty light. easy. Yeah. Yeah. Paramarks. Yeah. <laughs> I know Paramarks yeah. in the dark side. Yeah, the new show, the new spinoff so, so, show. So talk about it. This all started with the earnings call, right? Bob Iger had an earnings call talking Disney. That's correct. Yeah, Bob Iger did see uh, did say uh, he, he shed some light about the idea of let's call it flopping. To use Fox Business, which is the source that we're going to here, as to Galaxy's Edge not really being a complete and total success right now. So Bob Iger did say uh, – I'm trying to find exactly the quote – if you want to talk real quick while I find it, yeah, I don't yeah, want it to look, be look, this big. Bottom pause. line is, look, look, this isn't a news show, and obviously we don't have a newsman here because, like, this happens to us every time we try to do a headline. But yeah, it, yeah. which is all good. Look, bottom line is, um, what I've been hearing is that there's this news story kind of picking up a little bit of steam. Because look, Star Wars news right now is a little bit light, right? So anything that pops up, people start picking up on and circulating, right? Um, and uh, basically, there was an earnings call at some point last week. And uh, Bob Iger was giving reasons as to why the overall numbers are down, right? Mainly because of Galaxy's Edge and the uh, Rise of the Phoenix uh, movie. Mm. Both of these things did very poorly. Right. The stock is down. Right. And also, people are getting their hours cut at Galaxy's Edge from being full-time employees to right. thirty to thirty-five hours. Here's here's where it comes in. So. Yeah. Let's start with uh, Bob Iger saying some people stayed away from Galaxy's Edge just because they expected that it would not be a great guest experience. Now, I'm reading between the lines. I've read some other things. You know, They thought it was going to be too crowded. They mm-hmm. thought it was going to be just like this. You're packed in there, long wait time. So people, he's assuming, stayed away because of that. So the source, though, for Fox Business is saying a different thing, that the because there's not a lot of people, you mentioned it, Fernandez, they're cutting the hours down from 40 40 hours a week to 30 to 35. Um, some some source has said that I feel the problem is Star Wars Land took too long to build and that they rushed the opening with only one cool feature. The only other big ride is not even scheduled. The Rise of the Resistance is going to come out early 2020. So we only have that one one ride. Yeah. So, um, and then the experience. So like for me – and I definitely have some questions for Haley on this. But just just some thoughts for me. Overall, I'd want to know whether theme park attendance is up or down across the board because I think it might be a little bit unfair to point the finger exactly at Star Wars and Galaxy's Edge if there's downturn in attendance across the board. Right. Even though it, every other weekend I see all my friends on Instagram drinking that butter beer over at <laughs> Harry Potter Land, right? right? So that seems to be doing fine. But, yeah. you know, but, but I don't know, right? That's a good question. Second thing, which ties into another rumor that we heard, 
is that supposedly, and this is what I want to ask you about, um, supposedly there's not a ton of focus on the sort of original canon characters mm-hmm. at Galaxy's Edge. And I'm talking about the the original trilogy of the Luke, Leia, Han, mm-hmm. Darth Vader, Emperor, and the prequels, Anakin, young Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, Padme, right? right. That, that there's very little focus on them. Lots of Rays, lots of Kylo Ren's. Lots of Rays, lots of Kylo Ren's. And that um, across the board on, on, like, um, on merchandising and all these things, that's been very weak from the beginning. Ray, Kylo, none of these things are selling from the beginning. Because, look, I, we're the fans of Star Wars, right? We're a slightly older audience. It's failed to connect with that younger audience the same way because I think Lucas was more tactical at pointing it towards little kids than the new regime maybe is. But anyway, you, you've actually been there. We haven't. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I think it's probably a variety of situations that are happening. Yeah. I think that the comment about only having one right is dead on. Because when I, you know, I came back from that and I was like, well, I have to turn out my content now. So here are the best things you can do at Galaxy's Edge. And I realized that out of nine of them, eight, you had to pay more money to do them. Really? Um, There's really nothing you can do there that's included in the experience except for that one ride. So if you want to try the blue milk or the green milk, you got to pay for it. Upcharge. Lightsaber? Upcharge. Pay for it. Yep. You want to take home a droid? Pay for it. Upcharge. You can, all you can do there is you can go on this one ride. Or you can like take cool Instagram pictures, and that's right. what you can do for free. Right. Everything else will for cost 159 you for 159 bucks because exactly. that's what it costs you to get in. Yeah. Exactly. So you're already paying. Add parking onto that. Yep. Add if you're a family. If and you're if a family you're coming out here. there, traveling here, hotels, all these things. I think people. For me, I can speak to a little bit of experience to this. I went, no way am I going right now unless nope. it's a work thing. I don't want to go right now. I don't want to deal with the crowds. Haven't even tried to go. That was my feeling. Suppose the crowds aren't even there. Talk to me a little bit about the ride. The ride. Yeah. That's another interesting uh, qualifier there because the ride is a multi-person experience, which means everyone who goes on it is going to have a different experience, which means everyone wants to fly it, right? But not everyone gets to do that. Some people get stuck on Gunner, which is literally poking a button for three (laughs) minutes, you know? That's not a great ride experience. Right. Sure. So I think people are less excited about that ride than they might be if it was like every single person who gets in this line gets to fly the Millennium What did you Falcon. get to do on the Falcon? I did all three because it was a press event. So I got to, you know, sort of run through the line a so, few times. So there's three... Three positions. There's three yeah. positions. It's the flyer. The, you got the pilot, you got the engineer, and you got the gunner. Okay. Engineer is kind of fun, but it is it is pushing buttons, but it's like pushing buttons in a timed manner to make mm. sure you're fixing the things. So that the are thing shown. lights up and yeah. you press it. Is yeah. there music playing? Can you, oh. are you, is it scored? Oh, yeah. So okay. it's a whole, like, the, the screen is like a very immersive big screen at the front of the ship. There's, there's music. There's, you know, you're being jolted around. Is it a vomitorium like Star Tours used to be? Uh, not <laughs> Because that. that was a full-fledged vomitorium. <laughs> it was horrific. Bad. But it's it's not far off. It's not far off, yeah, right? No. Oh my lord! I think the seating makes it a little better because you're not in a theater arrangement. You know, you feel as if you are actually in the ship, flying or yeah. being a part of it. But it is it's jerky. Oh, It'll man. throw it, you around. In um, at celebration, whenever it was in Orlando, were you with us in no, Orlando? No. So um, we we all went into that Star Tours thing. And I swear to God, I I was shaking off vomiting for like forty five minutes after I got out of that. Yeah. Thing. It is it's it is a motion simulator, so it does have that impact. But again, I do think being able to move around in your chair and do things right and like, dead like, like on the screen, right, right, take your eyes off the screen yeah. for a little bit. And how long is the experience? Ooh, I didn't time it exactly, but it's a few minutes. It's not 
it's not like they're not jipping you on lengths. Right. You get to fly through multiple locations and uh, try to. I think it's the engineer has to like trigger something to grab these carts that you're trying to transport <laughs> right. and okay. you take them to place to place and you try to land with the carts which i didn't see anyone successfully do it's very oh, oh, so, hard so there are there are actually win and loss scenarios oh, yeah yeah you you get like a, a oh, that's like kind of cool a variant of money that you make for taking the job and it can end up that you make a lot of money if you do well or you can end up in debt gotcha. when you leave and then in theory people at the bar or at the cantina will be like hey i heard about you, you better watch out he's got a you know he's looking for you right got a right. bounty out so if you do really well, do you get any kind of perk? You get, like, the in-app money. So no actual funds or anything. But you, you can this. do something with the in-app money? You get yeah, this. yeah. You get, like, in-app credits so that you can play certain games or, like, collect things within the app. And the app is one of the few free things you can do there is, like, you can point it without, you know, just without abandon throughout the park and your phone will find something that's interactive to land on. That's cool. So it's, yeah. so it's like a little AR, like Galaxy's exactly Edge right. app, or is it all for the entire Disney park, or is it specific to Galaxy's Edge? Specific to Galaxy's Edge. You can point at things and decode what they say. You can try to hack into radio transmissions to hear what people are talking about. But it's all very limited, which is to say it's all within the app. There's there's not a ton that then comes back out into yeah. the real world once you, you know, bring that real world into the app. Right. Did you get the saber? No man. <laughs> my my uh, my yeah. mission was not to spend any money, which was a mistake. I should have spent like a lot of money and then put it on eBay. I, I wasn't thinking well. <laughs> right, I've right. also I've also heard that the sabers are not working after oh. a few days later. Are I you saw serious? Yeah, I saw uh, a a big Twitter thread of of some people that were like, hey, my lightsaber is not working that well, which I'm like, come on. You can't, yeah. you can't go yeah. spend – and I've heard people are spending a lot of money on these things. $212. Right. And so if then it's getting home and it's a week later, a few days later, whatever it may be, that sucks. And, and it stopped bad. working? And it stopped working. This is just according to Twitter. It could Did be wrong. Did you have any temptation where you were at all tempted to get the saber? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean it's very tempting, but it's also like – Two hundred dollars. Do you know how much I, I want I have, a saber? I am not buying. I'm not spending no. my money on that right now. But I also, not right now. I recognize that part of that two hundred dollars is the full experience because sure. you're in a right. group that's a very small group in this but workshop. You did, but you did the experience. Uh, no, I didn't get to go through that one. I got to go through the droid workshop. Okay. Uh, they took us through that one, which is very cool. Also, quite expensive. But you I'm noticing a theme. Did here. you yeah. buy? Did you yes. buy a droid? No, man, I didn't buy anything. Didn't buy anything. <laughs> I was like, Disney gets nothing from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Except a good article, which you can go check out yeah, at Collider. Right. Exactly. A couple yeah, videos, yeah. an article, but yeah. none of my funds. Yeah. No, but that, that's also another, again, upsell, upsell, upsell because upcharge. Yeah, upsell. With your with your droid, you can get custom decals, you can get custom personality chips, you can get all of this. It doesn't have, you know, it just has sort of a generic personality unless you give it like a resistance personality. Really? It, That's kind of cool in it's, theory. It's cool in theory, but the price is so, it escalates at such an exponential level that I think it's right. prohibitive for a lot of people who just want to go have an experience. And right. I think to point to something that you brought up that yeah. I also think is a problem. Ooh. Is, uh, I like that. Nicely done. That? Yeah. Nicely done. The, the lack of attention to the original trilogy mm. is very much by design. Yes. It is because they want you to feel a part of a living Star Wars story, and that Star Wars story is of the past, right? right. We have moved on in the timeline from them, and they want you to feel that you're in it. Okay. However, because there's only one thing you can do for free, except for the app, which is the second thing. Okay. 
it's very hard to feel a part of that story. Right. Like I think that when you have – which is supposed to be the most groundbreaking ride that's ever been created, maybe that will change the game. And I do expect numbers to go up once they have both rides open. I, th- I think numbers will go up. I think you know, and the I other think, right is like a resistance, like like multimedia theater thing or something. Rise of the resistance, yeah. yeah. There's and yeah. there's like life size Kylo Rens yeah. that come out, and I, I I know there's some stuff planned, but you know what's interesting to your point, Haley, about the original characters. Let's mm-hmm. just say the old school characters: the Luke, the Hans, the Leia's, the Landos. Um, yeah. One of the first reactions off of our tweet. Um, and I don't know if this is a question or because they knew that this was news out there that we were talking about. But the idea that they f- feel it's a little bit of an empty kind of experience, like where are my Han Solos and Chewies coming out of the Falcon um, and talking to us? More characters interaction, and especially in the canteen, because it feels just like regular people are walking in a theme area instead yes. of it being Star Wars. I would agree. At, and okay. I can only say having gone on the press night, but you would think they'd bring out the big guns for the press night, right? Yeah. We went to the cantina. We were not able to experience it in full. They were not selling drinks. We could only uh, try the ones they had provided for us. Right. But more importantly, you're in there, and you'd think you'd see, like, costumed aliens right. boop-bopping around. But really, there's just bum, DJ bum, bum, Rex. Bum, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it doesn't... It doesn't feel, in fact, that you are in that story because you yeah. know that if you were in a cantina in a Star Wars story, it'd be filled with life creatures you couldn't recognize, yeah, and right. instead you're just filled with you know, tourists. A special shout-out. Okay, to what I think might be J.J. Abrams' single greatest contribution to Star Wars. Okay. Ooh, baby, bad. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that's like. Ooh, da, da, da. Ooh, oogie, woogie. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> that is and for sure J.J. Abrams. Manuel Miranda that's did what that. Say. Oh, is yeah. that. Is that he I've created thought, that. I he thought it was that. J.J. wrote that. No. He, I think he wrote it with Lynn Manuel. Yeah. It. He's been trying to spin it like he wrote that. No, well, Lynn Manuel Miranda did it. Be, be bad. Yeah. He had that? help from an actual genius on that. <laughs> yeah. Not, okay. No disrespect to the genius of J.J. Abrams, but yeah, like a right. musical genius but you was did, involved. You did disrespect him there for a second. No, no, no. I corrected, of course, okay, because okay. everything you say on air is uh, taken out of context. <laughs> right. This, isn't, this context. isn't live. We can just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're fine. We're live. Be, be bad. Um, I, found, I found that very interesting, though. I found it very interesting that right out of the gate, a Twitter user and uh, Dustin, I, I want to yeah. thank you for your tweet um prince dustin at uh, at prince dustin is saying where's the experience where and it's interesting you you have that story then that you told because it's like yeah if they want us to be in a fully immersed living star wars story to your example not there yet not there yet okay not there yet personally for me i want to walk in there i would love it if han solo came off of the falcon i know that that's an old story and that the character is no longer with us, and I understand that. But you gotta. It's a theme it a little... park. It's a theme park. Like like Mickey Mouse has been Mickey Mouse for, this is for exactly seventy five years, right? Is like, you're, you, this how is long where has you and I are right land here. Been going because right. people love nostalgia. They love to see the Cinder- things. Absolutely, Cinderella absolutely. is an old old movie, so, and it's in the past. But she's walking around so taking pictures. This leads me to a rumor. Oh boy! Oh. Okay. Shit! Here we go. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so look, look. This rumor, just just to be very, 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 very clear. It's a, it's a rumor. This rumor has zero good sourcing to it. Cool. But it's been <laughs> but it's been picking up steam. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the rumor, and then you tell me whether you think it's real or it's complete uh, BS. Okay. I'll base it on as little sources as this rumor has. Yes. Yes. So supposedly, okay, when George Lucas uh, sold. All the Star Wars rights over to Disney. 
there was some clause or something in the contract which allowed George Lucas to still collect revenue based on certain things that are connected with the older characters, right? The characters in the prequels and the characters in the original trilogy. I.e. the ones he created. Mm -hmm. I.e. the ones that he created. That if they kept using those under certain guidelines, that he was allowed to connect uh, ongoing residuals for those characters. Right. And that because they want to avoid paying him that, which to me doesn't make a lot of sense, that they are trying to move away from those characters and try to invent completely new ones under the Star Wars brand. And that this is the reason why Galaxy's Edge is so anti-original trilogy, anti-prequels. This is why, quote-unquote, they're like getting rid of all the old characters in the saga films because they don't want any of that baggage to retain payment to Lucas. To that rumor, do you say BS, maybe, or what? Maybe leaning into BS. I think I think he likely does get more money for things he created. That's generally yeah. how IP works. But yeah. I, but I, he sold it. I mean, he sold it for four billion dollars. Yeah, but I mean, if you could get more in that contract, wouldn't you? You're a businessman. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, and it's not unheard of that there's yeah. ongoing royalties. Exactly. Sure. So that sounds like it checks out to me, possibly. But what doesn't check out to me is Disney not being willing to to pony up the cash to get more cash from it because Disney will throw money like crazy. And if their numbers were explicitly saying people are only buying this stuff, then I think they would pay those royalties because the the payoff would be worth more, right? Yeah. I I, I do believe that the reason that's... That's the best point because I was was willing to jump in with you. Let her finish it. What is... That's I, it? I love to be agreed with. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I, I think that, that good a point. <laughs> I do agree that or I do think that they really are trying to put people in an immersive current story. And that's why mm. I think they may ultimately reflect on that and see that that that's not the path to the most money, essentially. Yeah. yeah. With the most fan support. Right. Right. It really is. I mean. I, not to repeat myself, but Fantasyland is the oldest part of the park, and it's still around because mm. people love to return to the things they loved as kids. It's Space very, Mountain never gets old. It's not as much fun to go into a new world as an adult. You're not going to be convinced you're in a new world. You're an adult. Yeah. Right. Does it does it play into it that because Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and Goofy and Pluto and all those folks are um, they they're cartoons, right? So it's right. easy to put the you know like a cartoon thing on and do it. Luke, Han, Leia, all these things are humans. So you'd have to get actors that are lookalikes and like – and then it's like, well, wait a minute. You're, it's not canon that you're walking around and blah, sure, blah, blah. that they've been doing this for years we, with Snow White and Cinderella, a, Little Mermaid and – yeah. We got another We got another $10. We, got a, we always stop. If somebody drops a 10 on us, a 10 How tenner, could you not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Michael Alcott. You want me to read this? Do it. OK. Dark Empire ends with Palpatine trying to take over a solo. Take over a solo, but being blocked and absorbed by a dying Jedi who then dies and takes well, Palpatine is... with him to the netherworld. Other go- <laughs> you lost me. Is, first of all, this is your Dark thing. Empire. Dark yeah, Empire yeah. is your thing, but it's been like twenty years since you read it. So. Yeah, no, no, no. I, it took me a little bit to get there, okay, okay. but I realized. So try it again. with try Palpatine again. trying to take over a solo. Yes, they were gonna, but being blocked and absorbed by a dying Jedi. Yes. So Leia is pregnant. In the Dark Empire series with Han Solo, obviously, and uh, he's basically trying to – he's going to jump into those bodies. That's what he wants to do, into the the baby that's in there, if if I remember correctly. So absorbed by a dying Jedi who then dies and takes Palpatine with them to the netherworld, other ghosts. Interesting. Yeah, I don't remember that much, but uh, 
Good question, Michael. Thank you is, for the support. I mean, I'm assuming can't. It, are you bringing in uh, this theory for Rise of Skywalker? Every look, Dark Empire keeps coming up now because Palpatine is back, and because all I do is bring up Dark Empire on every Star Wars <laughs> show I'm on, um, because there is precedent set in at least that legend novel that Palpatine cloned a number of himself yeah. and then would jump in, use dark side energy and jump into that body. And when the body would wither and die, he would just jump into another body. Yep. But he needed a better host and he's looking to Leia. Question for you. Is this is this on the timeline of what's canon now? Is this no longer canon? No longer but canon. But it's Legends. the thing that they're like, you can pull from it though, right? Yes. And I believe that they have pulled – they cherry pick uh-huh. a number of things. Kylo Ren is just a repurposed Jason Solo. Of Jason, yeah. That's what he is. He's maybe not a twin. Maybe he is, and we don't know. And raise the it's twin Jason at the end of mixed Rise. with the third. There was that other solo kid who did go full Sith. Jason. Jason was Jason a full Sith. Jason Solo, yeah, and then Jana Solo, and then I believe they had a a, a third. I yeah, think yeah, it's three of them. I, think, I want to say ben, they, ben, Ben. Yeah, I want to say that they did name him Ben. Um, yeah, yeah, Ben and Jason, right? But right. you guys with the legend stuff, this has been years since I've read any of that stuff, and after a while, I I fell off the novels. So, but. so look, um, one one little bit of housekeeping that I do want to address. Great. Okay, so last week. Um, we had a great show. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're out there, call in now, 323-522-5515. Uh, we're blessed to have Haley here. She'll also help answer questions. Um, but last week, uh, we had Star Wars Theory on the show, right. who's, a big, uh, who's, who's a big supporter of us, and we are of him. Um, nice guy, too. And he had a theory yeah. about uh, the Emperor... Uh, jumping into um, basically the emperor jumping into Kylo's body mm-hmm. and Kylo kind of killing himself along with the emperor's soul with him and right. that was kind of like the end, right? Yeah. And we got a lot of feedback on that 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 was like a spoiler for the movie. Hmm. It's a theory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right now, nobody knows anything. If if JJ is good at anything, it's keeping things under wrap. Okay. This happened with laws. JJ is very good about keeping things secret. Nobody knows anything. Every theory is basically BS right now. Right. Okay? Unless it was like some real leaks, right? We've heard no leaks. All of this stuff is conjecture. It's all theories. So we're not spoiling anything. There is no spoiler warning. This is all made up fanfare in our own head. Okay. Oh. Well, yeah. we got a phone call. You're on rule of two. Who do we've got? Hi. Hi, this is Mike from Salem. Hey, Mike. How are you? What's your question today? Um, well, another uh, BS spoiler warning theory to throw out there. <laughs> that could come true and spoil uh, <laughs> for everybody? That's okay. <laughs> We're yeah, with you. might just ruin it. No, but I've just been thinking or kicking around, like, uh, you know, keep rewatching the trailer, rewatching the trailer is all we got so far. Every time I come to that scene where they're at the Death Star ruins, I'm like, what are they going for? Yeah. And I keep thinking, like, maybe they need some Kyber. Oh. You know? Like, that's just some kyber crystal. Like, you know, she fixes her lightsaber. That's a great. That's a great mm, theory. That's a great one. Let's let's flash that just spoiler alert. We just <laughs> spoiled Rise of Skywalker. First of all, hold, hold on, hold on, call. Let me ask you a question. You're you're saying your name is Mike? You said. Yeah. Okay, Mike. You're saying that in that scene, to fix her lightsaber or whatever, maybe to start a new generation of Jedi, they go to the Death Star yeah, exactly. to mine the kyber crystals. That's dope. Yeah, that's I mean, there's a, there's that's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah. that's a great call. And we don't know, right? There, let's see. There's probably some. I don't know if there's canon material, but 
there might be a lightsaber there, like Darth Vader's lightsaber was cut off. Look, first of all, it's a very opportunistic idea. It's like, yo, like, you know, Jedha's gone. We can't get Kybers there anymore. Like, where the hell do we get Kyber crystals? I would love that. I have an idea. Let's go to the Death Star. I would love that. I think that makes a lot of sense. Where they took all the Kyber from Jedha. Yeah, there you go. What, What do you think about that theory, Haley? I think it's very smart. Yeah. And I think you better get ready for people to be mad at you for spoilers, Mike. <laughs> Mike. Yeah. Mike. Sorry, I'm with two Mike, marks. Mark, Mark. Thank Mike. you very Sorry, much for the yeah. call, Mike. Thank you for the call. That's a great that's a great theory. It's a very good call. It's yeah. a very good call. Um it goes into I did get something on Twitter that, that I'll address because I feel like it has something to do with that, which was uh, the idea that Ray is learning her powers and everything and how they could get in there. And he's like, do you think Ray will lift the Death Star using the Force? And I said, I don't know. Sure. It's within her means. It's, if it's in her means, well, she can <laughs> yeah. lift it a little bit. Just a nice little opening for Poe and, and Finn to get in there and get some kyber crystals. Yeah. But who knows? I don't know. Let me ask a little throwback to last week's episode, but I'd love to get Haley's thoughts on this. Okay. There's a theory floating around. Mm-hmm. Okay, which I believe was given to us by our very own Star Wars theory. I think that's where it, it was. That's where I heard it anyway. I think. Okay. I mean, I hear so many theories, but <laughs> basically, that the bottom line is is that somehow at the end of um, Rise of Skywalker, the Emperor somehow they send a pregnant Ray back in time. Oh God. And that she's – they actually send her to Tatooine. Have you heard of this? This is a theory. This, and that she this popped is up on Reddit. Shmi Skywalker. Yeah. And she is the mother of Anakin. Did you watch Rebels? I did not. Okay. No. So there was – Again, only the film. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going – I'm going to spoil it a little bit okay, for you. Okay, go for it. There was something the introduced in Rebels called the World Between Worlds. Okay. In that, you can time travel. It's kind of like a portal. You're able to use it. I won't spoil how the rebels use it, but it was to great effect in my opinion. Very, very cool scenes that happen in rebels. But that idea is now canon. So this theory is Palpatine uses World Between Worlds, takes Rey, who's very powerful, pulls her from the future, places her in the past in Tatooine. She then has to hide from the Empire, and so she becomes a slave, and she's on Tatooine, and then she gives birth to Anakin Skywalker. And then we have full circle, right? Right? Uh, I'm out. I just, like... I can't do that one. I appreciate you clarifying that time travel is in the canon because my... Very weird version of it, Very weirdly in the canon. My reaction is too much for, like, the general audience to just be like, this is suddenly a time travel movie. But I also just think that that extent of time travel would fall into too much for the general. Just like yeah. if my, my aunt's going to see Star Wars, she's Thank like, you. what? Yeah. That is my biggest yeah. point. You introduced that on the last movie yeah. of the saga? Yeah, we're having way too much fun on this episode. Haley, <laughs> I can't believe this is the first time that you're on the show. Oh, I love this. So, so yeah. look, uh, thank you. We got a caller, so do your bit. We got a caller. You're on rule of two. Who do we got? Uh, just wait one second, caller. Wait one second. I got to do one thing here real quick. Okay. Um, so we got a question from Tasty Waffle, $5 question. Again, we don't solicit these things, but if they come in, we do try to take care of them. It will be a great question for Haley. Okay. And somebody just hit us with a 20 beaner. I know. Ooh. A 20 spot. High we'll rolling. do, that. We'll High do that as well. All right, caller, what do you got for us? And then maybe we'll hit our actual hey, title. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. This is uh, Brian. Hey, How's Brian. What's your question What's today? Up, All right. I got the I got a Big Mac thing that I I think needs to be discussed. I'm yes. Trying to get through to you guys. <laughs> okay. It's an Easter it's an Easter egg that's buried in the Force Awakens documentary. Ooh. The, the, I don't know if you ever watched that, but it's six I minutes did. and forty seconds in. 
Okay. And it's an it's a artistic image of Darth Vader doing something using the force that we've we've never seen before. And I really think you guys need to see it. So if if somebody over there could like pull that doc up six minutes forty seconds in, yeah. on the uh, so so can you sorry, just so, you, so can you just tell us what it is that he's doing? Yeah, so it's Vader. It looks like he's above the atmosphere of Bespin, and it looks like he's using the Force to manipulate Luke's arm or something. And it's right in the TFA doc, and no one. Yeah, well, you know what? First of all, uh, thank you very much for the call, man. Um, So, first of all, that totally jives with the whole idea of supposedly the Force Awakens was going to start with Luke's arm mm-hmm. sort of floating yeah. in space. So what the caller just brought up actually syncs with that. That could be an interesting thing. I'd love the to caller. see that. Yeah, I'd love to see that in the dock. Maybe there is some connective tissue there. Mm. So look, we're going to get to Tasty Waffles question real quick. Yeah, I think that this is actually perfect for Haley um, because you're a big fan of The Last Jedi and I think your perspective here would be very interesting. I have my own ideas. I'm sure Riley will as well. What are your thoughts on Raylo? which is the idea of Ben Solo and Ray in a romantic relationship. Very quickly for me, that to me was my favorite part about The Last Jedi was that tension between the two of them. Yeah. Um, that's, so I actually love that thing, but I'd love to hear your take on it. Oh, I love talking about this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's so sexy because it inherently doesn't work, right? That right. Was, that's what makes it so appealing. It's, just a, it's an outright terrible idea for both of them. Right. Like, well, maybe not for him, but certainly for her. Not for her. Um, right. And you see in that, in that film that he, he, he genuinely negs her, like, really artfully. He's like, mm. you're nothing, you're no one, but not to me. Like, he's, yeah, he's, right. he's making very strong neg moves on her. Yeah, t- manipulation at its finest. Yes. Sith. So Come I on. think that's why it's so hot is because, like, who doesn't love a toxic bad boy, right? That's right. there. Are, it's an archetype for a reason. But I, I think that that can never happen because it is the toxic bad boy who's negging her and manipulating her to try to be the worst version of herself. Yeah. Unless she Is can... he, though? Is he trying to make her the worst version of herself? Oh, that's or... right. We got Darksiders in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got... Shit. He is. He's, try... he's trying to get her to the dark side. Yeah, he's trying to get her yeah. to kill all the people she cares about. Right. Does he actually this solicit is... murder from her? I don't remember that. It's kind of implied. It's join has... me. He's doing the Vader. Again, the echoes in the Star Wars universe. The, the throne room scene in The Last Jedi, which ends with them taking out the Praetorian guards, he basically says, come with me and we can rule the galaxy together. And she has to let the rest of the resistance die to do that. Right. Because the, the target is on them. She's like, OK, we won. Now we can, we can save them. And yeah. he's like, no, come with me. And she's like, no, we have to save these people. Right. And then they do their cool mind trick. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, um, I, don't, I don't see – like because very explicitly Vader tells Luke will rule the galaxy as father and son. Right. Um, all I remember really uh, Kylo telling Ray is forget about your parentage. Who gives a shit about that? Right. Let the past die. Let the past die. You're your own woman. We can stand together and we can redefine what the universe means. He's but saying that letting though. the past die very literally means letting all those people die on those ships right now. Yeah, and he wasn't and Fair she enough. had to leave. Fair enough. She had to leave to go back to her friends. Yeah. He was not offering her, you're right, I'm on the light side now. Let's go clean up this mess. No, it's no no no. Come with me. We're going to rule right, this galaxy. But but I thought that he was kind of the way that I take it and look through a and very I weird, love I love that for, you're taking it something skew. Yeah. is like we don't need anybody telling us 
what we are. We don't need anybody telling us what's light side, what's dark side. We just need to redefine our power in the way that we want to redefine our power. I think it's a great way to look at it. Without anybody influencing us. I love that. I just can't back it because of the immediate casualty of her saying yes to it. Right. It is such a toxic offer inherently because of the death toll that comes with her giving in to that desire. Right. But death toll, we only got about 15 people left at this point. (laughs) But it also all of her his friends, <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right, right. All right. of her friends, all of her she's, friends. All of her friends. She wants to. She's she's called back there. She returns. Right. Right. She saves first, the first day. All, both of you are right, but maybe she should have heard him out just a little bit more. <laughs> it's like you know what, like Kylo, like let's talk about this. Like, I'm interested. Put a pin in that. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. I have to go. Do a couple things. I'll be back, though. <laughs> right. I think right. the idea is very appealing. And I, I personally, I think a lot of people feel this way. I would love to see it resolve in some way that is uh, eschewing the light and dark a little in favor of a new approach to the universe and the right. world. Which is and what think people think Skywalker means, though. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think, halfway. I think that is the theme that is really going through this new trilogy. It's balance. Yeah. It's the idea of... Maybe – and I, there, a lot of people brought up the gray Jedi idea and I remember Pablo Hidalgo online was like, I'm sick of this stuff. Everybody was hitting it up on Twitter. It was around yeah. The Force Awakens. It was like this idea of the gray Jedi. Well, what's a gray Jedi? It's like kind of – Qui-Gon Jinn reminds me of a gray Jedi. Yeah. He was like – he was the Jedi Dooku Order. at some point, right? Dooku was kind of a gray yeah. Jedi and he so, finally didn't agree with anything and went over the dark side. So so, so we got another one. We got we got that twenty beaner. We'll we'll, we'll ask uh, we'll ask everybody this. We'll start with right. Haley. And no, we got ready, Haley. It's a little role play here. Okay. Okay. Role play. Yeah. If you were the new head of Star Wars, like Kevin Feige or Michelle R- 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 Rajwan, Rajwan, how would you fix Star Wars? Fix Star Wars meaning that there's this huge fan divide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a huge drop in um, in like uh, merchandising. There are things that are like factually wrong with it. You know, like whether you like the new movies or, or not, that's less relevant. But there is a state of divide and dropping revenues and all this kind of stuff in terms of merchandising because the movies do great. But um, what would you do if you were in the captain's seat? That's a really tough question because in terms of fixing fandom divide, I think you almost have to fix 2019 culture. Mm. I think the way that we talk about films yeah. is wrong Rise. and broken. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't know that any one person has the power to fix that. It's like a collective change of society that needs to happen to get back to a place where we can just talk about movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's my answer. Because <laughs> it, it, it's absolutely true. I think if you put – again, if you put out the original trilogy that is universally yeah. somewhat – not everybody. I don't want to say everybody, but beloved – and the gold standard, not my Luke because of Last Jedi and blah, blah, blah. Even the prequels were very divisive. But if those original movies came out today, I think we would see something very different. I think we would see people reacting in ways that we are not reacting to. And I think it has everything to do with the film culture we're in. We don't digest entertainment the way we used no, to. We you, are – we're analysts. We're, we're detectives. We're picking everything apart now. Yeah. And I think there – I mean I've seen people go online just – they say something and I'm like I can't believe they're saying it. I, I think it's – I think there's a front you put on when you're on social media, yeah. whether it's projected or – a blank avatar is that you become somebody else. Maybe you're trying to stir up shit. Maybe you feel this way. Maybe you don't feel this way. I don't know what it is, but the culture can be – we were talking off air. Remember when you liked a movie because you just liked a movie? Yeah. Now I could go out on Twitter and say, I like this movie. I don't even care what movie it is. I can just – I like this blank movie and somebody would 
probably get ups- upset this or is the come m- at me. Most I've talked about my opinions on the last Jedi, just last Jedi in two years, mm. because yeah. it's not worth the abuse you get back online. It's exhausting. Mm. Yeah, it can be exhausting, and yeah. to so, fix it, I mean, there I have ideas creatively that I have no idea if anything can be fixed. Again, to your point, I would want to see a series based on Luke Skywalker that takes place immediately after Return of the Jedi. So this is what I would do, okay? And I want to see what he does. The, 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 um, the philosophical kind of social perspective that you guys are taking, I actually totally agree with, is a bigger problem. There's a bigger problem. There is, than, yeah. Than just Star Wars, right? Right. Um, but, you know, what, what, what I would do is kind of like um, when, like around the 1400s, uh, right after the Dark Ages... Um, sort of European culture needed to find something to like, r- you know, sort of rally around, mm-hmm. right? So what happened was is that they started bringing up um, all of the ancient uh, Greek and Roman literature, right? Their perception of beauty, right? Yeah. The Greeks' perception of beauty, like the way that the Greeks would, um, you know, create the face and the nose and like, you know, like like the posing and like the morality of the Roman gods and all this stuff. It was called the Renaissance, right? <laughs> there was like this return. Yeah, yeah. The, this return to the values that make that made the thing great. Okay, not to not, you know not to sound like MAGA here, but there is there is some there there are some brand pillars that we talk a lot about on the show. The Big Mac, you know, we call it the Big Mac, right? The special sauce, lettuce, cheese, mm-hmm. like 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 the thing that like the force is essentially yeah. yeah like when the you walk Big into it, like yeah, when you walk into a you know McDonald's and like if you were to walk into McDonald's and there was no Big Mac on the menu, you're gonna say something's wrong. Something you happened. Yeah. And, and to me, that's how I've been feeling about these new Star Wars movies: is that it lacks, it lacks the force, it lacks Jedi, it lacks lightsabers, it lacks certain things. Right? You know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Go ahead. It's that it's it's not that the Big Mac is gone with these new trilogy. I think that the Big Mac has been repackaged yeah. in a way that a lot of people are like, this is not the Big Mac I remember. Mm-hmm. But I remember that Big Mac. It's in there somewhere. But again, I'm saying that because yeah. Rise of Skywalker has a lot of work to do. Has a we lot have, of work to do. We've said this because of the Snokes and the theories and how they're connected to Skywalkers and Ben Solo and Kylo Ren and how is Luke coming back in. People, and how are we people gonna keep see? sending us money. Okay, I like, know they like, do, but I need to ask I'm you this a lucky question. Charm. Yeah, you are lucky charm. Before I've we never, get to I've that, I've never seen this. Before we I've get to that, I've never seen this. So just, like, Cody, just like, can can you like you know scream because I just feel bad that some of these questions. No, are going I got them. I'm looking at them, but I do have this idea that I, I do want to first touch yeah. on this. It's just, you know, to, to the listeners and the supporters out there, we do appreciate it. Yes. We know that every dollar is very, very difficult to earn. And the fact that you're contributing it to us to be a part of this show means a lot to us. Yes. So if we don't get to it, we want to apologize. We're trying here. We're yeah, trying. we're trying. It, it's, it's great seeing this. But yeah. on this idea Go ahead. of Star Wars being so divisive, yep. what is something that a lot of people love about Star Wars in general that gets people excited? When you hear something. Do you know where I'm going with this? No. When you hear the da na 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 na, na that gets you in a mood. When you hear the fanfare, when you hear Ray's theme now, which is arguably one of the best themes, Beautiful. the new themes that he created. Yeah. Beautiful. The Duel of Fates from your yeah. beloved prequels. Yeah. Can you imagine getting everything we've ever heard in the Star Wars right, universe? Right. This is th- this is the name of the video. In Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I'm getting on my soapbox. I'm bringing in yeah. the main topic yeah, because the when Don Williams show. 
just said that yeah. John Williams created 135 minutes of Star Wars music. Which is a possible runtime leak. Which could be a possible runtime leak. It could be around that time. Around that because people were bringing up The Last Jedi and how much time was there. But I'm talking about – I don't even care run times. Every single theme that he created in this movie, I'm going to lose my mind. And he said – Don Williams said, it's blink and you'll miss it moments. You're going to hear it and you're going to – whoa, there it was. And that's what I love about Williams is that he's able to just kind of score. Like somebody will mention – like it's in Force Awakens. Perfect example. First Awakens. Force Awakens. Kylo Ren is looking at the charred helmet of Darth Vader and he says, please, grandfather, the light is calling to me. I need help. You hear this. Dun, 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 dun. And that was the only Imperial March we've gotten since – and then I, I, I remember uh, The Last Jedi had a few refrains. But that idea like Yoda's mentioned. We get a little bit of Yoda music, which we got in The Last Jedi. Duel of Fates. I believe we're going to get a big flourish of Duel of Fates because I think Ray and Kylo Ren, because of what Kylo, uh, Kylo Kevin Smith – sure. Uh, what Kevin Smith said about it melting our mind. Yeah. I feel like Duel of Fates is going to come yeah. in. But – Here's what I'm wondering. Are that you song from score, Last Jedi, uh, which I love. The last – which one? Um, uh, God, like uh, the one from the trailer. Oh, yeah, bom, yeah, bom, yeah. Bom, 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 the, the idea bom. of every theme showing up gets me really excited because if a theme shows up and I'm going to bring up Anakin and Padme's love theme, that's every theme, right? That's falling under what he's saying. That means we're going to have to have a reference yeah. to Anakin and Padme. Story. I don't buy this story. From John Williams' brother? I, there's something about this story that seems weird to me. John Williams' brother was I know, just it's a good, it's talking a piece, off the – It's off a good the, source. Have you heard the story yet? I'm going to believe just it until this, I see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just from this breakdown. Right. He's saying every theme is going to show up. Every now, single one. OK. So original trilogy, I get. You know, and the Leia's, really, th- Leia's theme it, is the damn Rise of the Skywalker movie trailer. Is shorter than it. Well, yeah, I know. Is that a spoiler? It's a very long. No, no. People no. know how long it is, right? Yeah, yes. it's been revealed. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. two hours and forty-five minutes. Which, yeah. by the I, way, I'm, I'm drawing the line at calling a runtime a spoiler. I reject right. that thesis. <laughs> right, Somebody right. yelled at me for spoiling the Deadpool trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got that one day. Okay, so do you actually Son believe? <laughs> do you actually believe that the Rise of Skywalker is going to have a a hint? Or a, or a touch of every single song scored and written ever for Star Wars all in one movie. It's like, God, this movie yes already no. has to explain to me what the f- hell happened to Kylo. How was he so easily seduced? It's got to explain to me who the hell Snoke is. It's got to explain to me so much. But he said now you're going to give me every song too? He said every theme. Now, I'm not expecting the asteroid field music to play. But it kind of already did when he used that flourish, uh, at least uh, the Falcon escaping in New Hope. He brought that music back in in The Last Jedi. So yes, I do believe it. Mm -hmm. I absolutely believe. But when you break it down to what he's saying, theme, that doesn't mean all the music from all the movies. I'm talking themes that are very recognizable, character themes and or – it's mostly characters yeah. and or you know the fanfare that we all know and love. But I think themes, absolutely. I think we could see an Anakin and Padme theme. I think we can get a Duel of the Fates. I think we can get Sidious's theme. I think we can get um, – you know, that's coming back for sure. For sure. That's coming back. Darth Vader seen the Imperial March. Yes. 
Let's go to the prequels. Some of the other themes that were created for the prequels, like Anakin and Padme's love theme across the stars, that's going to come in there. And I believe that's very important to connect to Kylo Ren and the lineage of the Skywalkers. Yeah. Padme's in there sometime. Um, First of all, I love your passion and your gusto for the Star Wars music because it's, it's genuine. It's so awesome. Delightful. Yeah, it's it, it's delightful. It's every theme. It's making me want to change the title of this video. To Mark Riley talks about the Star Wars theme. <laughs> no. We can do that. To whatever other – all the other things we talked about because I just can't see it on screen. I mean, yeah, like, I mean it, but again – You know what it's – But this you know is what, what he said. It's of? blink and you'll miss it. Small refrains. You know what it reminds me of? What? It's the thing that I hate the most in television, OK, which is the clip out episode. <laughs> yeah, right. There's nothing worse than the clip out episode for any show. I hate okay. those episodes too, yeah. The clip-out episodes are the absolute worst. And like when I hear this story, it gives me the clip-out movie vibe. What, you think? And it's like, come on, man. Like, do you this think is Leia's going to talk Skywalk- to Ray? What? Leia's going to talk to Ray and go, you know what reminds me of that time <laughs> that uh, back when I was, uh, you know what? It was a cold day back in Alderaan. <laughs> and it goes back there and it's like, that, that, like it's and they like, just play on, a clip dude. of A New Hope. You yeah. guys are dealing with the 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 crown jewel of the entertainment industry, like the most valuable IP created maybe ever, like after like all the great li- religious doctrines of our time. When it comes to IP, yeah, you have like the you have Homer, um, and you have um, who's the other guy? It was Homer? Who's the uh, uh, Homer and so crates. Uh, whatever the uh, the Roman version of him? Um, but you have these gods, oh, right? God. Like, like, like uh, you know, the guy who did the Aeneid. The guy who did the Aeneid. Anyway, I can't believe I just told you space That's killing that. me. Just keep going. Okay. <laughs> but, Homer? So you have the gods, right? You have right. the Greek and Roman gods. This right. is a powerful IP that we still know well today. Right. You have all the other religious doctrines, IP that we still know well today. Star Wars has that level of power. And that level of power has been usurped in the last five years, or the last ten years, maybe heavily by Marvel, right? Yeah. Now Marvel is like the king of IP, but Star Wars is still maybe the strongest IP pound for pound. Um, and you know, you're doing the last movie, you're trying to wrap up the Skywalker saga legacy, and you're doing a clip out episode. It's, but it, I, I know where I know why you feel this way. Yeah. But there is no way they're going to play full, of course, not. expressed of course not. <laughs> themes. You know, they're going to touch on them, and yeah. I think that's what he's saying. Now, do I think he's embellishing a bit? Probably. Yeah. I don't think we're going to have every single theme. I think there's going to be hints of them throughout that are going to maybe be two seconds, five seconds at the most, and then he's going to express other yeah. themes a little bit more deeply. But you can't rule out the idea of him. Adding a little bit of Yoda flavor here because they're talking about the deep intricacies of the Force or whatever. But I I buy it and I love it. But to a bigger question is 135 minutes of score could be a very good indication of how long Rise of Skywalker is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's a long movie. So okay. I love it, yeah. um, Can we get to some of those um, Super Chat? Virgil. Thank Virgil. You're welcome. Virgil tormenting and Homer. Me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Virgil. And Virgil. Homer. Oh, Virgil. Oh. And I was like, Virgil. Did he send in a super chat question? <laughs> Virgil is the Roman uh, uh, poet who wrote the Aeneid. Homer is the Greek poet who wrote the Iliad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in any case, can we hit some of these like super chat things? I'm feeling I so got, guilty about. I it. got Dylan Trost who writes: Rayla yeah. won't be trash anymore when we learn that Kylo sacrificed his entire life for one reason—to get Palpatine to Anakin. I'll finish what you started. 
I don't understand that. I don't I, I'll be uh, to get Palpatine to Anakin. Anakin is gone. Unless we have a force ghost. I'm trying to work out what Dylan is trying to ask here. Yeah. Palpatine is coming back. Anakin, I don't understand that. So if you want it, you don't have to pay a super chat. But if you want to elaborate on that, we would definitely take yeah. your question. And we had a $10 one before. We totally uh, – I think we totally spaced on it. No, Dan the Man, have yeah. an idea I'd like to pitch to Disney for a show. Retconning Darth Maul's death for one. Then we have Maul, Windu, Ahsoka, Mara, Galen, and – Knights of the Old – wait, and Coda. Sorry, Coda as teachers at Luke's Academy. Should I go through with it? <laughs> yes. The Dan the man, <laughs> go yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah, the answer is yes. Go through with go, it, of course. Go for it. I don't understand that one as well because Mace – OK, so Darth Maul is retconned. And then we have Maul, Windu, Ahsoka. So then it's he's basically retconned. Harry Potter. It's, it's basically like Star Wars Potter. This is Star Wars Potter. I, I'm in. Pitch it, bro. Yeah. Darth Maul. Dan I mean, the man. Darth Maul is a he's kind of an asshole at that Jedi <laughs> Academy. He's the kid you watch right, out right. for. He's the kid he's that walks Draco, up. Draco or he's whatever. Like, he's like, how you doing, Ahsoka? <laughs> hey, I put Pats her on the back and it says, kick me. Yeah, and he yeah. walks up. He's, he's Draco. With his spider he's legs Draco. walking yeah. off. Yeah. Okay. So thank you, Dan the Man. Some of these questions, again, I will ask them. Uh, uh, sorry we didn't understand those ones. Here's one. The last one I can find. Joel Ralston asks, I think The Force Awakens has parallels to Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal. Mm. Do you think Ray and Kylo could have a mystic sketsies type of connection? Ooh. Like Haley, take this one. You like Yeah, Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal, yeah. they have a, a kind of a telepathic connection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen it. Four years, so Lucky I don't really... for you guys. I just rewatched it. Oh, uh, did you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. God. Lucky yeah. for me, too, because I would not be able to answer yeah. this. Yeah. Right. Uh, basically, yes, there are the, the two sort of sects that have been separated. Right. And y- y- I don't know if you remember, at the towards the end, one gets cut and he goes, ah, my hand. And so the other guy goes, and so Ow, my, my hand. hand. Yeah. Um, and the ultimately the gist is that when the Dark Crystal is repaired, these two sects reconverged into one greater race that, that had been divided by this the shattering of the Dark Crystal. Mm, that's asexual. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, sects. Oh, I thought yeah, – I, I, I just – I don't – I have a bit sex. of a speech impediment. I do no, no, apologize. No, it's all, it's all good. Um, yes, the, the sects. The sects. Um, Segments, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I know yeah, what you're yeah, yeah. saying. Yeah. So I, I do. Find I did it. I did it. I mean, just fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I find that interesting. Could you know? Could they have like repair into one greater consciousness or race or power? Mm. And is there something that broke? Maybe is there something that broke the force? And can no. that be repaired? Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Maybe that's what they're really trying to do, right? Like to that point, if you have one thing. Mm-hmm. That gets split, right? Like, um, like, um, like uh, the uh, the curse of the Tower of Babel, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah. in humanity, at one point, everybody spoke the same language, right? Okay. Then God got really angry and set a curse on the Tower of Babel, and then language fractured from there. And mm-hmm. now you can't, even if you go like a hundred feet from somebody, people speak in different dialects, and there's like, you know, this virus of this of the the um, the the fracturing of language, which is how we all communicate, right? So yeah, maybe like yeah, you know, Could maybe this is what the uh, Benioff and Weiss stuff is going to talk about, right? I think Benioff and Weiss are going to go back and way back, and I think that they. I would love to see this. The first Jedi. That's what it's called. The first Jedi. The first Jedi. Yeah. What is, is it this? like? Who's the person that went? 
hold on a minute. Yeah. I just moved this rock with my mind. <laughs> yeah. Let's explore that. Yeah. I think that would be very so look, interesting. We're, we're running five minutes over here. Yeah. Uh, no more callers. Three two three five two two five five. No, no, I think that's we, it. It's yeah, over, right? It's over. We it's got over. we got Haley who's got to go we, back to. I'm assuming do some work like I have to do. Oh, I, like I you go have home. to. You gotta, you gotta go, go home. home. <laughs> I was off at five, y'all. I'm just. Um, <laughs> right. I'm here for fun. Well, right, with good, that, good. Haley. Well, we've had a lot of fun. Thank, thank you, Haley. you very thank much you for joining us on Rula Two. And uh, please, everybody, check out the Witching Hour. I know you have a new time slot. Is that correct? Yes, so yes. Uh, please tell us where you can find the Witching Hour. Yeah, absolutely. We are now airing on Thursdays. We used to be on Tuesdays, but we've pushed it back a couple of days. It's a good choice. Trust me, it's going to be good for content. You guys I know are going nobody to likes change. You guys we, are going to Tuesday. We you were? were Tuesday. We're going to Thursday. You're going from Tuesday to Thursday. It's, it's okay. a Thursday's kind of like party day. Yeah. yeah. We get more time for the news to soak in for yeah. the week. Yeah. We're not going to be recording the episode like, oh, my God, it's Monday. Yeah. Let's talk because about it. Because you guys just recorded uh, Monday mornings. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So right, it's Yeah, because back in the day, we'd run into conflicts. I'd be outside like, what the hell's right. going on? Or it's, <laughs> the, it's, it's the witching hour in there. And yeah. I mean, we'll get them the hell out of there ASAP. Yeah. So look, Thursday. It's Thursday. Really, it's really good groovy time slot. You guys are going to like it, I promise. Cool. That's and uh, and you, if you're a fan, um, you guys will be at the film festival this weekend. Yes, the North Bend Film Festival in North Bend, Washington, where they film Twin Peaks. It's going to be a hoot. There's going to be a lot of artsy indie Damn. cinema. You guys are having fun. It's, yeah. it's going to be good. That's going to be fun. It's, speaking of Twin Peaks, uh, Collider Games is yeah. making the Twin Peaks VR game. So yeah. be on the lookout for that. We're going to be announcing some more stuff about that coming up soon. So Yeah, absolutely. There's a, you know what? That just shows you we have some exciting things coming to not only Collider.com but Collider Video. Check that out. You can follow me at Riley Around on Twitter, at Mark Fernandez. This has been Rula 2. It's episode mm-hmm. 53 and at Haley Fouch. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, I got it. I I was uh, thank God I knew it. Um, but thank you very much, Haley, for joining us on Rule yeah, Two. Thank you very much, Haley. Episode fifty three in the books. Please, if you uh, like this episode, hit that little subscribe button there at the top of the Collider videos every Monday PST five p.m. We go live. We take your calls. We take your questions. We have the live chat. Thank you for joining us. And of course, subscribe to the Jedi Council Podcast One feed where you can find Rule Two. And we'll be back with an all new episode next week. See you then. Rise. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.